Introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. Well, this is awkward because this week's episode is me. It's just me talking with Bobby Ramirez. I know that's probably not a good sell at the very beginning there, but it's uh, my episode. And the way this came about was my wife had mentioned, hey, you should do an episode about you because you've never done an episode where you talk about your past. And so if you like this, then it was my idea. If you don't, it was my wife's. And so Bobby pounced on the opportunity to interview me and so that's what we did and I'm and I'm not gonna lie it was really really weird to do it for a bunch of reasons one it's my format and not that the format is is you know rocket science by any means but uh it it was just kind of weird getting into it and I totally understand how the people that I've interviewed uh, kind of feel, you know? And so anyway, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't actually dive too far into it. And the format kind of changed a little bit because we went kind of moment by moment in my life, but it does give you a little bit of background on who I am and, uh, where I come from and maybe why I am, uh, the type of personality that I am. Uh, those of you that have ever dealt with me before, or had to deal with me, but um, I've gotten better. So anyway, I opened Elf this week, Elf the Musical. It's such a fun, fun musical. I did it at Class Act Productions. I did pretty much direct it, uh, although we didn't have as many rehearsals as we should have. I mean, like, by a long shot. And so, because Thanksgiving got in the way and just a bunch of other things. But we, uh, you know, so the show's not exactly where I want it to be. But it's still a really good show, and the kids that are, you know, those lead actors, those named actors, uh, including the kid playing Buddy, uh, just phenomenal. And if you get a chance to see it, uh, one of my favorite actors of all time is playing Jovi. Uh, this girl is, ju- it's disgusting. It's just like, I wish I ever, she was in every show somehow, and I could figure out how to do that, and she could. She can play all those parts, but... Uh, you know, it's just, it was just really fun. It was a lot of fun to put this on, um, and, uh, very tiring, very exhausting, but, uh, check out classactproductions.org if you want to, you know, support the, the cause. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much more because this whole episode is me. So, uh, make sure you give a five-star review, uh, be nice, be kind, be gentile. And I hope everybody has a great weekend or a great week, if you will. Uh, It's the final week before we go off to winter break, and uh, that's really awesome. So I hope everybody has uh, has a good time with semester exams, all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. Enough talking of the intro. Enjoy your week. Uh, Please try to enjoy more me. Uh, I feel like Pat. Uh, It's Pat. All right, have a good weekend. My background in theater really starts with fourth grade Hmm. and uh, my parents thought I had a lot of energy that was not necessary for the soccer field so they put me into a week-long clown school at Westwood Mall. Okay so Uh, I'm gonna have to stop you. I know this is not your format but I have to say it's not BS. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing about you and me is that we... We can't take each other seriously. No. We, we always have to say, hey, dude, this is serious, yeah, this, right? Yeah, this yeah. is right. So, really? Yeah, a clown yeah, yeah. school? I went to a, a week-long clown school at Westwood Mall. It was a summer, like one of those summer short camp things. Mm. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And we were able to do our own makeup and do... And I did clown makeup, not, uh, you know, other makeup. But... Um, I was about to say something very tasteless, but uh, uh, anyway, so I acted, we, it, it ended with a show, like a, like a quick little like 20 minute kind of just funny clown show. Mm-hmm. We learned how to make uh, air balloons. We learned how, we learned how to make uh, uh, balloon animals. Yeah. We learned how to make, you know, the just the clowning, just fun, tip, stereotypical clowning, stuff That's you see cool. at birthday parties. And so I really liked it. Went back to my elementary school, got a part mm-hmm. in our fifth grade Christmas show mm-hmm. uh, and did that. I don't remember the part that well, but I remember 
helping with lights backstage. Really? But the lights were uh, were just regular old light switches, like mm-hmm. just flick on, flick off. But they controlled strip lights, that old school like burns down lots of schools strip lights yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and I really, I th- I was like, this is really cool. Like I'm like affecting the show more than I would possibly have done as an actor. Mm-hmm. And fast forward to Welch Middle School, went there, and Welch Middle School at that time in the 90s was not known for what it's known for now, which is uh, school shootings and uh, guns and violence. But I went there, and Gail Silver and Wanda Harrell, who is still active, I think she's retiring this year, but um, they put on huge, like, crazy musicals. Hmm. And so my freshman year, we did The Boyfriend, uh, my freshman year, my sixth grade year, we did the boyfriend. Seventh grade, Forty Second Street, which was still to this day like one of the most. What grade? This was seventh grade. Wow. We did Forty Second Street, and it was literally, from what I remember, and mind you, part of my memory is probably uh, amplified a little bit by just having fun. But it was like one of the most tech-heavy shows I think I've ever been a part of. <laughs> and it was in middle school. Uh, and we had a proper auditorium. We didn't have a cafetorium. But, yeah. uh, and then we did uh, Anything Goes. And I was... Um, middle as, school. Yeah. And then, wow. we, and then as the kids say, I was casted uh, as Elijah, <laughs> Elijah J. Whitney in Anything Goes my eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin Ritchie had kind of by this time adopted me to do lighting at Welch. And at the time, I thought Kevin Ritchie was, like, the the biggest, coolest dude in the whole world. And he was, like, two years older than me. <laughs> so he had graduated well. He was like, yeah, man, I'm coming back to my alma mater to help with the lights. And mind you, he's a sophomore in high school and I'm yeah. in eighth grade. You know, like, so it's, it wasn't – but at that time, you would think everybody's in high school that they're all, like – so <clears throat> long story short, because I don't want to Zeke it, if you will, um, I – Went to audition for HSPVA and went to audition as an actor, had prepared monologues and done all that stuff. And uh, and then this uh, large six foot four Jesus looking man stood up, Stephen Wolf, and said, hey, does anybody want to audition for tech theater? And I was sitting next to this kid named Michael Mellon. Look him up. He's an amazing furniture maker in San Francisco uh, called Mellon Works. Uh, shout out to you. Give me money. Um he and I kind of look at each other and we're like, we'll do, we'll do tech theater. And so mm-hmm. I raise my hand and he raises his hand. He's a lot shorter than I am. So he saw, they saw my hand first because mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, he's kind of uh, short, uh, like dwarfish. Anyway, but uh, he, uh, Stephen called us out and said, you guys can come with us and ended up getting in for tech theater. And, and so I joined the cult that is HSPVA and would not trade any of that for anything. Like. Mm-hmm. I learned so much from that place, but, um, and then I went to Sam Houston for a semester because I didn't uh, do any college visits or anything. I just applied to Sam. That was the only place I applied to. Hated it. Uh, my roommate was wildly racist. Don't know if he knew I was Jewish. Um, Bobby, uh, hope he's listening (laughs) if he's not dead. Um, but, Different, uh, different Bobby. Different. Yeah, actually I just, yeah, I honestly didn't even think about that. I guess you're saying I'm racist. Just yeah, different, 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 yeah. Yeah, different Bobby for the record. Uh, he looked like Eminem. Like he legit wore white t-shirts and had bleach uh, short hair. As do I. Yes, do you. <laughs> yeah. Um, except for some reason you took your shirt off just now. But uh, yeah, not a video pod. <laughs> so before you, before you get to UH, because yeah. I, I figure that's a big you know, yeah. segment of all this. Um, going back to HSPBA, what, what about it? I mean, why, what led you to audition for that? Um, I, the clown school, the week (laughs) of clown school. So I auditioned there because my three closest friends were auditioning there. Okay. So, uh, Andy Nixon, Daniel Wolf and Courtney Saul's, uh, I'm sure they're all listening. Well, no, they're not, but they all auditioned there, and I'm still in touch with all of them. Uh, Daniel more so, Andy a little bit, and then Courtney a little bit. I stay in touch with Courtney mostly because she's the most successful of the, all of us. Mm. She's was on Netflix specials and Dear White People and all this stuff. So, um, But they were all auditioning, and I was like, oh, I want to I be with my friends. Yeah. Um, you know, like, in all seriousness, uh, I joke about being Jewish a lot, but uh, there wasn't 
you know, I went to school without, at, at Welch there were a lot of Jews, but I was a, where I was headed to, which was at that time Sharpstown, uh, there were not, you know, they, the, I was zoned to Sharpstown where a lot of my Jewish friends that were at Welch were zoned to Westbury, yeah. and uh, a lot of them ended up getting into Bel Air. Well, I, I was not what smart enough. This? this was 2000. So, so Julio Morales was, was already there at Sharpstown? <laughs> yeah, he was already there. Yeah. Uh, as an 18-year-old, um, <laughs> anyway, but uh, I'm sure he was making a difference wherever he was, but uh, that's not a joke. But but I, I was afraid to go to Sharpstown, to be completely honest. Yeah. I mean, um, so, and I and I wouldn't have gotten into Bel Air because I'm, I was always a C student, and uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, my mother said, C for champion. Um, <clears throat> she never said that, but uh, I... I just knew I couldn't go to Sharpstown. I mean, did you feel like you had no other place to go? Other than PVA? Yeah. Uh, kind of. I would have been really let down if I had not got in. I would have been, I don't know where I would have been if I had gone to Sharpstown. Do I think I would have done theater and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Maybe, but Sharpstown Theater at that time was not yeah, really a thing. Yeah, changed the whole thing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, and he guy. won't give himself enough credit, but he no, really he has. Uh uh, yeah, Sharpstown. There was a theater at. You can Sharpstown. check off the weekly Julio <laughs> mention. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to do it in my intro. Um, but uh, uh, there was a theater at Sharpstown, but it was before it was renovated. That and I don't, I couldn't tell you what it looked like, but I doubt it looked great. Yeah. Uh, Julio could mention that. Is that three times we mentioned his name? <laughs> I, how much do you said, get paid for? Yeah, each he mention? said you must mention it three times yeah. or else. He's and tough. I, I don't know what the or else part means, but he's a tough dude. I'm worried about it. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so uh, that's why those two reasons. My friends were auditioning there, and I wouldn't have done well at Sharpstown as a Jewish man. Yeah, it's you. Um, so anyway. So that, yeah, no, yeah. that that answers that question. Um, so why anything else you want to talk about HSPBA? I mean, you've already. It's changed. <laughs> I'm sure it has. Changed Every, everything changes. But, yeah. Um, it's changed. I mean, everything you've told to me about it, it, it was yeah. It was kind of um, life-changing for you, right? Yeah, 100%. It's still a cult. I mean, it's still yeah. to this day a cult. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's, it's, I've been, I don't use this very often, but I've been very, very fortunate, blessed with kind of how my theater life has panned out really mm -hmm. uh i can talk about two instances where i wasn't so blessed which i'll get to in a second but mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but going to pva you do you do what you want to do three hours a day mm -hmm. and then you do the academics for the other half of the day and it's like uh and lunches are literally shows like they we all the time every month we had uh uh, uh what was called a happening or every mm -hmm. six weeks or so we would have like a talent show you had to audition for it and auditioning at a performing arts school for a talent show is competitive mm. like as all get out mm. and that's just the lunch talent show do they still uh, do that then? yeah they still do those kind of performances uh every friday we had music we had what, we, what, what was i don't know if this is still around but something called rpva which is radio pva and so they'd bring out a dj booth pretty much and some students that were in that club would play modern music and Literally, kids are dancing on tables and just, I mean, it was... It's like the scene in fame. It was fame, yeah. It was 100% fame. But um, that, just that kind of... Everybody, and that was, you know, my introduction to, like, homosexuality was at HSPVA. Because yeah. uh, I remember very vividly the first week of school walking back to the Denny Theater, like the backstage area of the Denny Theater, and you know Ruth Denny, um, I don't actually. Well, but you know who it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. because of UT. Yeah. But uh, but I remember walking backstage right, and that's where we stored our band platforms and stuff, the band risers, and uh, there were two guys, just going at it, <laughs> in, a, in a sexual way. Yeah. And I walked around. I was like, <gasps> Yeah. Uh, oh, hey. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. But but it just I just kept walking. You know, yeah, I yeah. my response wasn't. I, I'm sure I looked like I had no idea what I was looking at, yeah. but uh, you know there were certain cultural things that that you don't get at other schools. Maybe you do, but it's not accepting. Like, well, that's, that's interesting. I, I mean, would you say that you were? You, no, there's no way. I'm, I'm about to ask this question. You answer it. What do I know? But 
uh, were you sheltered, like, from that kind of stuff? Um, I knew, I'd never seen it. Right. I, I wouldn't say it wasn't, like, my parents were accepting of everything. Sure. My parents were very good with that. But, yeah. um, like, when I, yeah. Would when they I, have liked me, Blake? No, um, but, <laughs> but you not don't for either, the obvious so, reasons, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, when I was 15, like, I started dating this girl, Lindsay Pate. Uh, look her up. Uh, her grandfather was owned Pens- or was the CEO of Pennzoil. Um, yeah, I should never have let her go. But, anyway, she's crazy now, and she's not listening. So, maybe her sister is, but her sister knows she's crazy. So, anyway, um, uh, when I started dating Lindsay, um, about a year in, my parents and I were sitting, we always ate dinner together and my parents and I were sitting at dinner with my sister was there and we're eating spaghetti, which we did all the time. Cause my mom was a horrible cook. Uh, and they said they were, they like, they had this uncomfortable moment where they were like, Blake, congratulations on you and Lindsay being together for so long. That means a lot. That's really cool. We, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But we thought you were gay. And I, your parents, my parents, yeah, my parents thought I was gay, mm-hmm. and uh, clearly they were right. Um, yeah. But they, but they thought I was gay. So I, you know, this is super insensitive now, but also the people that know me know this isn't ins- this isn't an insensitive response. But I, I ran back to my room pretending to be crying. Right, this is, I'm effing with my parents right yeah, now, yeah. and I, I was, I was like pretending to be so upset. And so I thought, man, what would break the tension? Like my parents think I'm legitimately upset, and there's, in in my mind, I had already been conditioned to know that there's nothing wrong with being gay. Like mm. it's okay, mm. right? And so I thought, what could I do? This is the first bold thing I ever did with my parents. I tied my shirt up to a knot, like a midriff, mm-hmm. and I came out and I said, what the fuck would make you think I'm gay? And. <laughs> and <laughs> And it's the first time I cussed in front of them. It was like just the first. It's like, very interesting because that's how you opened the door to your hotel room. <laughs> so, but but I I and my dad to his dying day was like that's the funniest thing you ever did. Like it, because it cut that uh, tension I created yeah. by pretending to be upset about it. Yeah. Uh, and so at that moment when my dad lost his you know what in a positive way like was laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, that's when I realized comedy might be an avenue that I could explore yeah. because I just, I just made the man that I could never make laugh, just lose it. Yeah. Uh, and mind you, I understand how this sounds very insensitive. Um, it was a very Dave Chappelle moment. I hate to say it, you know, it's cliche, but it was a yeah. different time for yeah. sure. Yes. It was, it was what? 97. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, it was at that moment, though, that I was like, I just, I just made somebody laugh that I've never made laugh before. Yeah. Uh, not that my dad was difficult to, to he was, a, he was, I am my dad. Yeah. But he was very tough on me when it came to, if you're, your jokes better be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think maybe even just the idea of, it's your dad, man. You make yeah. your dad laugh. Yeah. Like the times that I made my dad laugh, it, yeah. it felt really you good. You don't forget that stuff. No, not yeah, at all. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's interesting about the comedy thing, though, because yeah. uh, you know I'm rolling my eyes, but and dotting uh, your T's. You're kind you're kind of a funny guy, sure. You know, I can and, be, and that's that's one of the reasons why I think we've gotten along so well is because we haven't. You're yeah. you're funny, and yeah. uh, I'm just sad. This is actually why I brought you. <laughs> um, and you're just sad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, was was comedy? Is it cold enough in here now for you? <laughs> I just don't want to feel like I'm at my mother's apartment and it's like, you know, 90 degrees. Yeah, well, I feel like I'm at my dad's. hey yo, too soon. No, because hey, he's yeah, in hell. Uh, okay, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just got dark really fast. What I, what I was going to ask was, uh, was was comedy something that you actually... <laughs> if you couldn't hear, there was a noise in this hotel room. That was weird yeah. because it, it came over by that weird yeah. plant. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, was comedy something that you actually ever considered, or yes. did you know that you weren't actually good for it? You know, <laughs> or so what's the case there? So comedy-wise, um, I was not comfortable uh, with my comedic skills until I became a teacher. To be completely like, mm. like because I was 
you had a you had an audience every day. Yeah. Um, and people uh, have said. Blake Miner, the teacher, is a joke. Where are you going? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was waiting for it. I was like, this is this Ephus pitch is about to get knocked out the park. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was really when I kind of started teaching because <clears throat> I would say these little quick things about my students uh-huh. that was probably uh, really mean to, like, one or two kids in the classroom, but yeah. it made the other 20 just crack up. And so uh, – <clears throat> And I and I still kind of do that with the knowing full well I'm not I don't want to make fun of people mm-hmm. in order to get a laugh like I don't no, I try no, not no. to do that anymore. I've never um, I, but I've never found you. Yeah, I mean, yeah I've yeah. known you for what nine years. I'm more self-deprecating yeah. than anything. I yeah. try to make fun of myself way before I do anybody else. But right. but uh, that was kind of where I've I've always felt that I was funny and Andy to go back to him Andy Nixon mm-hmm. uh, would always tell me Blake you're really funny your problem is you you also think you're very funny. Yeah. And you laugh at all your stuff, which kills the believability of your joke because he, 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 it was like Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to buy into the bit mm-hmm. in order for other people to – you have to believe everything you're saying in order for people to believe that it's hilarious. Right. Um, and so the more – as you and I test each other all the time, the more like just kind of – not inappropriate, ne- not, not necessarily inappropriate. <laughs> testicular. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, but you got you and I test each other quite often with how far can we go, uh, and I don't I don't think we've ever reached that point where you you or I have ever said to each other like mm, I don't know I, about that I, one. I'll be honest. It, it's interesting that you pulled this up because um, I, you're right. I I've never felt like oh man Blake just went too far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would never think that about myself anyway, mm-hmm. but, uh, no, it, it's, um, I, I think, I, I don't know. I, I, you are probably the only person that I've ever felt that I didn't have to censor myself with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm, I'm talking about myself in a way, of course, I'm sure. Yeah, the yeah, no, I'll coming. change the title to this. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Ramirez yeah, part two. two. No, I, I think, uh. That speaks a lot about you, of, of sure. like, and your sense of humor, and uh, just sort of how important it is to you. Because yeah. you and I have talked a little bit about how we've both used humor throughout our lives to yeah. sort of get through tough shit. Tumultuous. Yes, I don't spell that. Tumultuous. Spell it. T. Tumultuous. T a. T m u. It's a good thing you're not an English teacher. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I've, I've always understood that about you. Yeah. Um, even when we first met. Right. In um, that alley. Uh, when I served you those salty cookies. <laughs> not a joke. Yeah. No, yeah, that is that is a, not a euphemism. All right, so back to me. So yeah, I left HSPBA. <laughs> I ran into my first Bobby, uh, racist Bobby, we'll yeah. call him. So this is Sam Houston. So yeah, so it's Sam. Man, I, I, in, in hindsight, I wish I'd stuck around at Sam because yeah. uh, I've always heard that program's great. Well, yeah, and Penny Hasekester, who's I think still there, maybe ending her time there. I think uh, retiring. Um, uh, she really liked me, and I and I really liked her too. And even when I left, yeah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And even when I left, she goes, you know, call me anytime, big boy. I was like, what? <laughs> um, but no, she said, she said, you know, if you want to come back, let me know. Yeah. And um, I didn't. But uh, I, the the moment I knew I wanted to leave Sam Houston was when one of the, the lighting directors, who is now deceased, so I'm not going to speak ill of him, but he, he was going off to do a professional gig. Yeah. And he looked at me, this is eight weeks into the program for me. And he goes, Hey, would you mind leading the class, the next two class periods and making sure that they're all, this is a lighting one one type class. They're all on, you know, st- continuing to stay on pace with finishing the course. And I was like, I said, yes, but in my head, I'm thinking I'm a freshman. Like mm-hmm. I'm in my first semester at this university. Yeah. And why don't we have a, why don't we have a teacher's assistant or graduate assistant or somebody that, <laughs> yeah. like, is this how this like, works? Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, I, I get it. I'm the most qualified as is always right. <laughs> why are you laughing? Um, I'm not. but, uh, 
But Not anyway, no, I was, but I was looking at my phone. Yeah, but I was like, you know, in a little bit of brash cocky me was like, yeah, of course the HSPVA kid's going to know what they're talking about. But also I was thinking, if I'm already helping assist the class, what do I have to learn? Uh, yeah. What do they have to offer me? Right. The other reason I left Sam is because my mom uh, had couldn't walk. So she had multiple sclerosis and nobody was home taking care of her. So there were a couple times while I was at Sam that she had attacks. And so I had to speed my way back into Houston in order to make sure she was, you know, taken care of at the hospital. So I, I had, you know, part of it too was be home for my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, cause by that time my parents had divorced. Uh, and so when so, you moved to, when you transferred to UH, did you live with her? Yeah. So okay. I, I lived, I mean, except for my time at Sam Houston mm-hmm. living in King's dorm or King dorm or whatever it's called. Uh, Great name, but uh, uh, King's Hall, I think, is actually what it's called. But um, besides that time, I lived at home, same house, until uh, my mother passed away. So, yeah. uh, and uh, and then so I went to UH, and got on the <clears throat> long-term bachelor's program. So um, you were you were there when Sidney Berger was yeah, yeah. Doctor Doctor Berger. Well, I uh, I didn't know him. I just careful. know him through Carnival of Souls. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he um, he wasn't a doctor then. I don't think. Right. No, he wasn't. Uh, but he wasn't. He was a hell of an actor with a one fake eye. Yeah. Um. But uh, uh, yeah, I was there with Doctor Berger and Jim Johnson was there and Shemko came in at the end. I did. I never had Shemko. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly, I never had. Uh, um, uh, I never had Jim Johnson either as a teacher, which mm-hmm. uh, he was sort of a mentorish to me, but I never had his class, which he, to this day, will tell you, like, I was his uh, most annoying student that he never taught. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really says a lot when a teacher that you don't actually have is Fine. annoyed by you. It's awesome. I love Jim John. I mean, I love I, I, I only love met him uh, when he came and did a workshop yeah, he's, at Lamar. Fantastic. Yeah, great, great human being. His, he and his wife Some of the both. best PD I've ever, ever yeah. had. Some think. of the best what? PD. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just, I mean, you kind of didn't enunciate there. Uh, careful. Jim is on hiatus. Um, or sabbatical, not hiatus. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. But uh, yeah, he and his wife are awesome people. But um, uh, I got to know, uh, side note, I got to know Jim a little better because I was asked by Chesley Crone to, yeah, I danced for him. Um, I was asked by Chesley <laughs> Crone to work uh <coughs> a show, a one-man show starring Jim Johnson out at Unity Theater in Brenham. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, did that. I was sort of stage manager ishy. I don't really remember exactly what I did. But anyway, that's how I got to know Jim um, a little better. Uh, but anyway, so I went to UH, and uh, this is where it gets a little depressing and dark. But I was sitting in my first main stage show. This explains a lot about who I am and why I'm so dark and uh use comedy to cover everything. Uh, but um, I was in my first main stage show, Inspector General, mm-hmm. uh, the Russian, uh, I forget, what's it called? Uh, the, the I forget what the Russian version is. But anyway, <clears throat> and I was lighting it, and Kevin Rigdon sitting next to me, the Kevin Rigdon, sorry. Billy know. would know, by the way. Uh, yeah. Call and text Yeah. <laughs> my phone's charging. Um, you knew that. You embarrassed me. Um, it's my crack I research was, <laughs> I did for this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I, um, I had a couple days before we started tech, my mother was complaining of a, a stomach ache and mind you, she had multiple sclerosis. So, uh, we kind of brushed it off and she brushed it off too. And then she got to the point where, uh, she was like, I need to go to the doctor, went to the doctor. Uh, this is February 11th and, uh, got admitted to the hospital by the doctor because her, her colon had ruptured. Wow. And so we knew, well, this is this is it, and uh, so I got a call on February twelfth <clears throat> from my sister that said you need to like the doctor just called and said you need to come up to the hospital we have a decision to make and the decision was and my mother was still cognizant she was still very aware of what was happening yeah. uh, was live or die uh, and so she could live the rest of her life with a colostomy bag uh, and mind you she had already spent the last I don't know. 15 years in a wheelchair so her quality of life according to her was not very good and she was right but um and she didn't want us taking care of her for the rest of her life so she would live with the rest of her life with a colostomy bag because they'd remove her entire colon uh or die 
what is it called? Septic. She would go septic. Se- uh, yeah. Sepsis right. would Sepsis, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, not septic. <laughs> that's, <laughs> she would, she, her, her propane tank would. <laughs> anyway. I, think, I think that's different. Too. <laughs> yeah. So we don't live on a farm, so we don't know. <laughs> so yeah, sepsis. Yeah. Uh, so she would, uh, so she decided, uh, this is it. And, and so she went into hospice and two days later she passed away. Mm. Super peaceful, you know, yeah. and the people at UH were like awesome to me. Uh, Kevin Rigdon, uh, stepped in and pretended like he knew how to light the show, mm-hmm. you know, this little, like, has-been, you know what I'm saying? Uh, doesn't know jack squat about anything yeah, in theater. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, so they ended up, you know, the show obviously went on. They don't need me. They have a Tony-nominated lighting director. Yeah. So, uh, so I, my mother passed away. This is Valentine's Day of 2006, mm-hmm. and so I... You were 18, 19? I know, I was 23. 20, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 23. Girl, I'm old. So I was 23. So I took that summer and went to Cincinnati to help Larry Smigleski, who some people know, uh, start a theater company in Cincinnati, Covington, Kentucky, slash Cincinnati. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know this. So I, he asked me if I would, and I met Larry at UH. He was a grad student. Um, and so I went and helped him. I stayed there for three months and helped him start Cove- or Covington, uh, Jersey Productions in Covington, Kentucky. Because when you think of Covington, Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. you think Jersey South, yeah, right? Uh, so, so anyway, I do. Uh, I, yeah, I loved. I loved being there. I made great friends um, to, that I still have to this day. Uh, was introduced to Skyline Chili, who, which I'm. I, I know what that is. I'm pretty I've never certain. Never been to Cincinnati. Well, if you ever taste Skyline Chili, it will not be your last time. Cincinnati, so yeah, right. Okay. Because it has cocaine in it. I'm pretty certain. Okay. Uh, because like right now, I'm a little itchy uh, <laughs> because I'm talking about it. But anyway, so I did that for that summer. Then I get home. I'm working on what I thought was my last semester at UH. Mm-hmm. So this is the fall of 2006. I'm working on another show at UH, and. I get a phone call that my dad was found dead in his apartment. And so, and like, my, and my dad had Parkinson's, right? Yeah. So neurological diseases are hip in the minor family. Uh, we make them look cool uh, until we die. And so I, like, that was traumatic. That, to this day, like, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I don't cry I mean, right that's now. that's a gut but, punch out of nowhere. Oh, that was, right? that was huge. Yeah. And, uh, and th- what, what, amplified that so much was that he had married the woman he uh cheated on my mom with that he had an an affair with and nobody liked her uh what made it worse the the part that amplified it was my sister and i found out that my that our dad was found dead in his apartment and we get to the apartment to like see what's going on and half his shit was gone because she had already found out because she was his wife. They were separated, but she was next of kin or mm-hmm. whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she knew before we knew and had already gone to the apartment, took the dog. This sounds like a country song. Took the dog, took his Jeep, uh, took like things that meant something to her, which was not very much. That um, didn't rhyme, by the way. Right. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Took my dog, took my Jeep, took shit. Uh, that was hers. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, but so we got there and like, I, I'm not kidding when I tell you we left with like a couple of like this necklace is one of those things that I left with. But the biggest take we took from his apartment was yeah. his silverware. Like, I mean, like that was and it was not even it was like Target brand. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like what what happened to her? Like Rose? I guess <laughs> you just outed her. Uh, she, I, I'm assuming she's dead uh, yeah. because she was kind of a crack whore. Um, okay. So I don't know if so she. There was there was like zero contact with her after that. Zero. Okay. None. Like not, I, not that you seem to have wanted that. I was no, just no, curious. no. Like well, we we did try because we want like we wanted the dog. Yeah. We wanted and, and yes, his name was Major, mm-hmm. um, and Major Minor. <laughs> If you didn't get the joke, but uh, and so like I I'll really, get it in about ten minutes. I really, <laughs> I really, my timer. I, I really, uh, I really wanted major. Like I wanted to keep major, um, and also the Jeep, but I would have rather had major to be honest. Uh, and so I, I was really upset about that. But 
Um, no, we never we never talked to her afterwards. Ever. So how how did you you're twenty you're twenty three now? I'm twenty four. When my dad dies, I'm twenty four. And I know I know the day that your dad died on. Yeah, September twenty yeah. second. Um, is that right? Yeah. Okay, I'm confused then. Um, what what did you think? I don't know. Why why did I think that it was my birthday? Yeah, my dad's birthday is your birthday. Is it really? It's the same day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Same year too. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. should. Yeah. Um, you are my wait. <laughs> um, how did you deal with that? At the time, fine. So, uh, or, or did you, or did you just? No, yeah. I mean, I guess the answer is yeah. The, I didn't deal with it. Yeah. So, like the the famous story is, uh, I, and I'll be short with this one too, but because uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but I spoke at my mother's funeral because my mother's funeral was like everything was peaceful and people had time to come in and all this kind of stuff. And so, uh, uh, I, I had written out a eulogy cause my sister's, my sister who is extremely eloquent and a lot of people have actually met her, especially, uh, some of the more Houston based people cause she's done PD. Uh, she did not want to speak. She could not do that kind of stuff, uh, for our parents. So I spoke, and I, I was fine at my mom's, and I said some great things. I don't really remember what it was. But at my dad's, I was not planning on eulogizing him because in Jew- Jewish faith, you're supposed to bury the person within 24 hours of mm-hmm. their death. <clears throat> well, because my dad died suddenly, uh, even though it's against Jewish law, we did have an autopsy. Uh, a quick one, but we had one. And uh, it didn't take a genius to figure out what it was, but it was pulmonary embolism for him. Uh, and so... Uh, how old was he? Uh, 56. Wow, so, yeah. So, um, he, so anyway, so my, my, uh, no, 50, yeah, 56, 56, 57. But anyway, 56, I'm like, 57. I'm like just six years away. From yeah. Me. Uh, but I'm going to help you. Um, uh, <laughs> so, thank you. uh, yeah, you're welcome. But, um, uh, he, uh, I didn't have anything planned. So I, I'm, we're sitting there and Rabbi Walters, the rabbi says, does anybody want to speak uh, for Carrie Minor? And my sister, like, like literally the whole like typical like elbows me and is mm-hmm. like, Blake, you gotta say something. You said something at mom's, and I was like, Marissa, I don't, I got nothing. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, have. Yeah, you're, you're the funny guy. Yeah, you're, exactly. Yeah. So foreshadow uh, to the next part of the story is I get up and I just stand there and I put my hands on the on the podium and uh, I said the first thing that came to my mind, which was welcome back. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and to this day, like old family friends, you're like, I'll never forget that moment. That, yeah. You know, and that's the impression of the females. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll ne- <laughs> um, and so anyway, so so and I don't remember what I said after that. I just I just remember my Doesn't sister. Yeah, yeah, my sister chuckled, yeah. which gave permission to the whole congregation to kind of also kind of chuckle a little bit. And it broke the ice. And, yeah. you know. But no, to answer your question, I never dealt with it. I, I didn't deal with it until I had kids, to be completely honest. Mm. Uh, because when I became a father, it was it magnified how much m- my father's death meant to me. Yeah. So 100%. So, and then I went to therapy, a yeah. lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, uh, that's another thing I didn't know about you. I didn't know you had kids. <laughs> <laughs> you never talk about it. Never, ever, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, that's uh, it, it's it, like I said earlier, it's a gut punch when your dad dies. Yeah. It, I mean, as a man. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. So especially when I think you know, part of me. Sorry to interrupt you. I think no, when your dad dies, even as a, a daughter or or son or husband, <laughs> just everyone. Daughter, <laughs> no, daughter or son. There's something about the patriarch of the family, regardless of their role. Uh, you know, there are obviously exceptions to this, but I think that that the, the, the mother passing away is like, it's sad, you know, mm-hmm. the father passing away is like, it's just like, there's a, there, like control. There's a, there's an element of control that has been lost of yeah. the family now, yeah. you know, like, um, like, don't get me wrong. I, I was a mama's boy, mm-hmm. but there was just something different about my mom passing away, like there, there was less love in the family because my mother passed away, but yeah. because my dad passed away, you just felt kind of out of control. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of no I, one I, knows what to do. Right. Yeah, I, I get exactly what you're talking yeah. about. So um, anyway, yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't remember what you were 
kind of trying to start. No, I, I wanted to get into that because <clears throat> you and I actually talked a little bit about it, but not as much as we just did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my goal is to, to learn as much about you as I can so I never have to talk to you again. <laughs> um, so follow me on Twitter. Yeah, okay. Um, so U of H, you finished that. Just yes. to go back to that. And uh, great program. Has that changed as to your knowledge? Yeah. Because the, the program changed a lot? Yeah, the program used to be run by the bachelor uh, side of things. Yeah. By, and by bachelor, I mean single men. Yeah. Uh, no, but, but the undergrad used to run it. Yeah. Uh, and then Jackie DeMont Mullen came yeah. in and kind of started the master's program. Uh, well, she didn't really. She she had a lot to do with the mm. success of the master's program. Let me say, and so they kind of took over. Jack DeGiulia took that and 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 turned it into, uh, right? Is it Jack? Did no? I don't know. Now I'm now I'm think I'm confusing two names. But anyway, uh, Jack, um, and and Jim Johnson ended up being the head of it for a little bit, which he didn't want. And now Shemko's in charge, and I think. I think it's kind of turning into more of an even, like we are just as equal uh, on the undergrad as we are overgrad, mm-hmm. um, upper grad, uh, <laughs> Stalingrad. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I don't really have anything negative to say about the, I think the UH program is great now. Yeah. Uh, my only negative was that uh, the person that I was taking costume history from the semester my dad died which was the year that both my parents were dead uh failed me for the class because i did not turn in one project and i will not name said claire marie damn it um is that is that the class that one person that we know mutual friend yeah uh maybe named claudia yeah has has told me that my wife and your friend (laughs) okay now i lost my question uh, I believe she told me I think me the we story. were in the same class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. this is it. Yeah. She said, you we're working on a project, uh, some kind of, I, I don't remember the specifics, you had to create some kind of... Rendering stuff. No, or, or like, no yeah, we had to create... It was like actual yeah. fabric yeah, we had that to, you were yeah, using. Yeah. 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 It was like something serious from like some kind of Shakespeare play yeah. or something, and you showed up and it was... Batman? Oh, that was a different class. Was it? That okay. was that was a stitching class. But okay. Yeah, I showed. Up, I I made an entire sh- authentic Shakespearean, like you know, the ruffles and all yeah. that kind of stuff shirt. But I made it out of out of Batman print. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. Did you get an A? I was, no. <laughs> uh, I still have it because one yeah. arm was shorter than the other. Oh. But that's. I was like. That's well, what, I, did you, did you I, tell them like, that the actor had one arm? Yeah, I was like, I based it off of my own skeletal structure, Thanks woman. A lot. Yeah, jeez. Anyway, um, see, it, it, it sounds like I mean, because Claudia's told me some stories too, and it, it's like you, it sounds like you had a great time, yeah, at U of H, um, despite the personal stuff that went yeah. on. Um, I did. Go Cougs. huh? Go Cougs. yeah, um. So this is like three hours later. No, it's fine. Um, so you graduate from U of H. So I graduate from U of H, and uh, were you were you did you get certification right away? So so right before I graduated, uh, my now wife Jennifer, my wife, um, uh, Charlie's not listening to this, but he would be upset if I said the words "my wife" and didn't do it as Borat. Well, uh, I mean, it's a great twelve-year-old reference. My, my, <laughs> my wife. Um, Anyway, Jennifer uh, messaged me on uh, December 30th, 2006 and said, Hey, shot in the dark, would you want to come up to Dallas and go to a New Year's party with me? I know you're probably busy, blah, 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 blah. Wait, when did you graduate? 2007. Oh. So this was a a semester before. I didn't know y'all knew each other then. Yeah, we we met in a wedding. We were best man and maid of honor in a wedding of two people that divorced by the before we even started dating oh, they were saying we met in a wedding we were getting married <laughs> yeah yeah uh, she she was expensive um uh but anyway so uh uh yeah those of you that don't know jennifer was a mail order uh but uh so she messaged me in myspace on the 30th of december and really I, myspace yeah uh and i said absolutely i will i'll see you tomorrow and we went to this uh, New Year's party, arm in arm. But to this day, Jennifer will tell you, I didn't think it was a date. Um, yeah, and her right. even her mom's like, dumbass, you Jennifer, <laughs> come on. So, so that that was New Year's what year? Two thousand six into seven. 
And so Ava was born later that year? <laughs> yeah. So Ava was born February 2007. Uh, um, anyway, yeah, short pregnancy, like a whale. Um, but anyway, uh, that's Isn't a horrible that thing. Good? I should not have said that. <laughs> so I love you, Jennifer. I, uh, <laughs> I, I love this because it's been like 10 times in a row that you just kind of hang yourself. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's just uh, going to be edited yeah, down to those yeah. moments. Just call our normal divorce lawyer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, so so we started dating and dated through yeah. my graduation. and uh, We what, did too. Yeah, you and I or you and Jennifer? Yes. Both. Okay. Uh, so I decided that I would start teaching and got my certification that summer mm-hmm. and got a job in Rowlett uh, teaching with the amazing Brandon Tijerina. Is he uh, still there? No. Oh, no. Where uh, is we're he We're not going to talk about that. But he, uh, he's in Dallas. He's in Dallas, oh, ISD. Okay. Uh, no, he, I mean, he, uh, he should not. It's, it was no, a, not I, a good story, I, you know, but to, to I love Brandon. Uh, he was Has uh, he screwed. been on this podcast? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, so I, but I... Jennifer and I had a hard time getting used to each other because she wanted me to put my toothbrush away every night and all this kind of stuff. So hard, tough, tough, tough time. Uh, so I ended up moving back to Houston and teaching with Pam Wilson at Morton Ranch. Oh, wait, so can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. I mean, did y'all break up? Or yeah, we, we broke up. Okay. Uh, and this was over the, the toothbrush? No, it was over. Like, it was, I was just miserable. I was just not. I mean, again. Not with her. No, well, not with her, like, individually, but, like, adjusting to this. My Literally, my parents had just passed away. Like, I hadn't, like, we yeah. going back to what we said 10 minutes ago, I hadn't dealt with this stuff. Do you, I did, do I didn't you think do anything. that's why one of the reasons you made that decision or it was easier to make that decision is because you were kind of running away? Oh, yeah. There's no kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. But, um, but I thought, like, I had full confidence it was going to work. Now, it did. It ended up working um, just fine. Uh, yeah, you know, too. twelve children later. Um, <laughs> you Bob Marley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No woman. Uh, so, I uh, I moved back and and start working with Pam Wilson at Morton Ranch uh, and worked two years there, and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. She knows that. We're gonna talk um, about that. Yeah. Because, but do you want to keep going and no, then go back to that? Tell me. So you you've told me that story before yeah. and I, I think maybe you mentioned it on the podcast before uh, out of the two episodes that I listened yeah. yeah yeah sure Billy's um, and Claudia's no, well, I haven't listened to Billy's like yeah. I, once a week yeah but um, <laughs> you, you talked with, to, Bi- with Billy <laughs> and we hold hands <laughs> anyway yeah, it's amazing um, you, you've talked about that of teaching with her it was one year right two two, two years and you've talked about how you were just, you were not very nice to her, yeah, right? Right. Uh, because you had this attitude of being this young buck. I was cocky. Coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming in and thinking that you knew Cockier. how to do, yeah, yeah, how to do everything better. She was literally thirty years in, sure, and uh, one of the most respected and like highly qualified theater educators, not just in the state but maybe in the country. Yeah. And because uh, she's not from Texas, but. Um, and so she, I, but I was like, don't you dare tell me how to put a doorknob on a door. Like, you know, like I was just there and that's a, that's a legit beef that I had. I was, you know, she came over and starts to put a doorknob on when I was screwing it in. I was like, what are you doing? And she wanted it a certain way, but I wasn't doing, you know, it was like, yeah. I just, I thought I was God's gift to tech theater. Um, um, and it was more miserable because I was making myself miserable, not because she was making it miserable for me. Uh, you know, I was too cerebral. I was too in my head about she's only doing this because she doesn't trust me, which in hindsight wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. It was just me thinking she's just, we're all, as I, I, I don't mean to make a reference to high school musical, but I say this very often now, but like we're all in this together. We're all doing this literally for an art to create the best product that we possibly can and at that time I didn't I just wanted just to do theater like I wasn't thinking long-term goals and uh, that said um, still history is history but so in May of 2012 2013 um, I go to dinner with um, uh, my friend Julia and my friend uh, Eleni 
and Julia's husband was in straight no chaser, is in straight no chaser, at the, uh, uh, and we're just eating. And I remember we were at Max's wine dive. It's funny what you remember. Um, and I was talking about how miserable I was, and she goes, "Well, well, Charlie's they they may be looking for a lighting guy." That's my Julia impression. And I met Charlie, um, right? Yeah, you've met yeah. Charlie. Uh, <clears throat> and I I was like, "That's that's ridiculous. That's a pipe dream. I'm never going to go on the road." Blah blah blah. And at this point, uh, I was about to propose to Jennifer. Um, no, I had already proposed. I'm lying to you. I'd already proposed to Jennifer. And so we're engaged to be married. And I was like, there's no way. Like, the, I'm about to get married. We're going to get a new house and blah, 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 blah. Well, long story short, I get the job the very last day you could quit because, you know, that 45-day threshold. So I, I got the job the very last day. It was like July 11th or 12th or something of that summer. And <clears throat> we were getting married two weeks later. We moved into our brand new well, our brand new home. It was not brand new. It was filled with roaches and needed to be completely renovated, and we did. But uh, we moved into that a, cu- a month later, and then I was on the road two weeks after that for three years. And so um, I ended up going out with Straight No Chaser and loved 99% of it. There were a couple stressful days, um, but uh, wouldn't have traded that experience for the world. And then we had Ava, uh, and I cannot leave my kids anymore. Like I can't, yeah. I can't leave my house. I love every second, even though they're on their stupid devices and stuff. I just, I will still sit there and just like be in love with my kids. Mm-hmm. And so I quit Straight No Chaser <clears throat> when Ava was born. I mean, as the lighting designer. Yeah, as the, yeah. You weren't singing. Uh, no, I was the bass. Uh, but yeah, no, I was the lighting designer, but I quit straight no chaser right before Ava was born and, and, and said, I can't do this. And then they booked a cruise for them, like to perform on Like There was a straight no chaser cruise. What are their fans called? Chasers. Oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah. What if I was like, mm, Jackson fives? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) The temptations. Um, so, uh, so I, I quit and well, if they, if they, I mean, it would be offensive if they called themselves the straights. Or the straights. Like <laughs> the nose. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I quit them in 2012 when Ava was born, right before she was born in anticipation of being a dad. Yeah. And then they had booked this cruise and they couldn't find a lighting person. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, uh, a month after Ava's born, I'm like, Jen, mm, sweetheart, I love you. Can I go on this cruise with the guys? I need to do it. I'm family with the, you know, it's five days. I'm going to be gone. She And Jennifer has always been more than supportive of things I want to do, which is a whole nother story. But, uh, and so I went on this cruise and next thing you know, I'm back on the road with them. And uh, uh, so I spent another year on the road with them. So I spent two years. I, I quit. That. Yeah. Spent two years with them. I quit. Got sucked back into the cruise, and then a year later okay, I came home. Okay, so it was home. two and a break, and then a one. Yeah, so right. I thought it was three, and then no. Okay. Uh, now, w- when I was at Dulles, there were two times when they needed coverage, uh, and so yes, you but knew you me. You just flew out. Yeah, I flew out one time. It was for a weekend. One time it was for two weeks. Um, and uh, anyway, but then I went to Dulles for seven years and um, loved being there. Uh, did not really like my last year because of the principal and other decisions that were made in the yeah, district. Yeah. Uh, signed up to do the MFA at UH with Kevin Rigdon because uh, word on the street is that maybe uh, uh, he may be winding down soon. So I wanted to kind of take that as take as much take advantage of that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. COVID hit. Took the job at Travis. Loved being at Travis. Loved Jessica Swafford. The kids that are at that school are like crazy talented i always uh, always thought she was a very kind person yeah yeah um and um but then this john cooper thing just kind of fell in my lap i wasn't looking for it really uh and it it like became this opportunity that i couldn't pass up so now yeah there you are what yeah. is that 55 minutes and later that's just the intro and that- <laughs> So, I have I have these other forty five you, questions. You've got seven minutes left to ask me anything. You yeah. Want. So um, yeah, I mean that's kind of a lot because you kind of laid the end that, that last quickly. yeah that last ten years. Um, so let's let's talk. You you don't talk about this much. Straight no chaser. 
don't know much. Yeah. What no, about I'm it? Kidding. Yeah. That's always yeah. been a that's a running joke I, with you and I that. You, do you want to hear more about you them? Named Roth. You know. But you know, I, I've you you know I'm just kidding. I got a lot of opportunities with them. It's just like it was one of those really cool, just experiences, man. I, you know, I got to see literally the entire continent because yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's talk about that from an education standpoint. I mean, have you your kids that want to go into lighting and that yeah. sort of thing? Do you because concert lighting was something that you never did, right? Right. Well, I I worked at Fitzgerald's for three years. Oh, that's so, right. That's um, right. Uh, right out of high school, I worked there. Right until I like so the month. Those? So I worked there from two thousand to two thousand two. Uh, so I say three years. Oh, yeah, it was I saw like you two know. years. Yeah, probably. I mean, if you went to like a thirty foot fall concert, I was there. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, or uh, I was in Austin at the time. Yeah, same. Uh, but anyway, so I uh, uh, I did lighting there mm-hmm. and and left. I actually was right. It was early two thousand three when I left because it was like the March of my 21st year on this earth. And the yeah. people at Fitzgerald's were mad that I didn't stick around for my 21st birthday because they were going to get me shit-faced, um, which I'm glad, so, <laughs> I'm glad I left. <laughs> is, it, so is that something that you sort of try to push your kids into or at least have them keep an open mind? Because yeah, I, I've seen some open mind. like, you know, I want to do theatrical lighting, theatrical lighting. Yeah. You, you have got to, you can't be nitpicky when you're starting. You yeah. have got to just get... Ex- Every opportunity you get to do theater, there is a positive silver lining element to it that mm-hmm. you will absolutely take from there. Yeah. I've been a part of some horrible shows, mm-hmm. but I can remember some positive things from those shows that I was able to be like, oh, yeah, I remember I did this. Like, I did a, I, we did a, 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 a spinoff of Streetcar Named Desire called Stella Stella for the Star. Horrible show. Where, Absolutely what? horrible. Where did you do this? This was a UH th- spinoff. Like it was a bunch of us from UH oh, that, okay. that that went and did it at a it different. It sounds like a, a Simpsons. Party. Oh my god, it was horrible. And I did lighting for it with four Home Depot those yellow work lights. Yeah. And and it was one of the most challenging and prettiest shows I've ever done because we moved them every once in a while for yeah. different scenes. Yeah, I've seen. Your but comments. it was yeah. <laughs> It's true. That, don't bring that up. But, no, that's uh, not at all. You're but, not, no, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and yeah. correct myself. Because hey, I'm in private school now. I don't care what you say no, about no, my no, One some, X. No, no, I, I love One X. Yeah. We're not, no, not my, talking I'm talking about, about my One X. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I, what I've always said about your One X is... Uh, I mean, Who directed this shit? <laughs> or if it was really good, I was like, well, Blake did the lights. Yeah. You know? So, uh, no, what I've always said, because we've gone up you know, against each other a yeah. couple times, and... Uh, you know, when I would see a show, I'd be like, fuck, it looks amazing. Like, can I say that? On yeah, yeah, I don't okay. care. Um, um, I'll get you canceled. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it just every opportunity you can get as an artist, you've got to take it. And, and yes, you reach a point, like I was just recently asked to be a part of some shows. I will not name what these shows are. Uh, and if the person's listening, they know who they are. But uh, there, I, I turned it down for... Well, mainly because of conflict, mm-hmm. but also I, I wanted to give former students the opportunity because the honestly the pay wasn't much if anything, mm-hmm. and it was a long commitment. Mm-hmm. But when I'm when I'm twenty nineteen, that kind of stuff, even though I know the pay is still not that much, is still an opportunity that I can put on my resume. I can put on a website if I'm creating a website. Of I did these things for these production companies or these professional theaters, uh, and it and it shows variety. You yeah. know, you're you know the 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 whole idea of I can just list everything I did in high school. Now nah, eventually that fizzles fizzles yeah. out and means nothing. Yeah. Um, so, but that kind of thing as an almost forty year old man, I'm not really as interested as I used to be. I, if it was a closer thing, if there are things like right down the street, which there aren't in Tomball because they don't believe in the arts, yeah. um, <laughs> then uh, then maybe I would do it. But, you know, now it's um, tough. But I would totally encourage 19, 20, 21-year-olds to do that all the time. Uh, I mean, and you mentioned, like, y'all did a, a cruise ship thing. Yeah. It's like there's definitely work on cruise ships. After doing that cruise ship, I was a believer, huge believer in... Man, I should have done this. I should have signed a six-month contract, mm. 
done the cruise ship thing, you save so much money. Yeah. Um, you know, you get a lot of experience. You see the world, depending yeah. on what cruise ship you're on, unless you're on one that just goes to Cancun and that sucks <laughs> after a while. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like that, the cruise ship thing, I'm always telling performers and technicians, like, if you get the opportunity, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Yeah. How much time do we have left? Uh, what uh, I got now. <laughs> okay. So uh, what I what I would end with is um, it, it seems like or I, I mean we just talked about it. Your, your dad's death was you know really affected you. Yeah. Um, and you were twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. You're almost forty now. Yeah. And so much has changed in your life since then. If you could talk to him for like five minutes. Yeah. Or, you know, show them something in your life. Yeah. What would that be? My kids. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I mean, like, well, I just talked about this with Ava a couple of days ago. She was, you know, she's nine. She was asking if, uh, I'm going to try not to get choked up, but she was asking if she would have made my parents proud. And I was like, you're ridiculous. Yeah. Like, th- there's no doubt. Like, my dad would have, and I said this to her, and you have to explain to a nine-year-old what you mean. I was like, my dad would have eaten you alive. Like, yeah. like just every moment yeah. he would have been just on every little breath of hers because she's, it would have just made his world, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I still think, and I know this could go on for another hour, but I don't think my parents ever really knew what I did. And so this is where it gets a little awkward because, uh, well, the, the track cut off, but, um, you know, I I appreciate you guys listening and, uh, yeah, it's not ending in the more traditional, you know, advice sort of way, but I guess my advice to you would be cherish every moment, cherish every day. Uh, you never know what that day is going to give you and, uh, it could be good. It could be bad, but make sure you make the best of it and cherish it and hug your loved ones. Have a great week. Minor wisdom.